Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Support Solutions. In each episode, we'll chat about what we're up to and bring you fantastic interviews with guest experts, as well as our app of the month and top tips, all aimed at helping you to grow your VA business. So grab a cuppa, sit back and join us for a fun-filled hour. Welcome to episode 20 of Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants. And Joe and I are once again thrilled to be having a nice cozy chat before we talk to our podcast guest this week. Now our guest this week is the wonderful Rachel Hands of RHVA, Rachel Hands Virtual Assistant. And Rachel is a very talented VA. You only have to look at her images on on LinkedIn and her posts um, to see that she's very talented in a visual way and in many other ways too. And it's a really intriguing interview where we talk about once again building a business to suit your lifestyle. And I think that's really commendable. And um, Talking about lifestyle, Joe, just before we press the button to record, we are we were talking about, you know, your boys and, and their mm. growth spurt <laughs> yep. um, and, you know, getting packages and wanting to rip them open, which I have to be honest, that's, I resonate with that. If I get yeah. it, I want to rip it open. I'm not very good at waiting for things. Um, so, yeah, having a business that, that fits around your lifestyle is is really important isn't yeah, it absolutely absolutely it's it is hugely important um i didn't specifically start my job as a va because i wanted to to um look after my children but in hindsight some of the battles that we've had over the last couple of years one of my boys was quite poorly um and having the va business allowed me to step back but I was also able to step back out of my business and, and just run it at a very minimum level so yeah absolutely business on your terms yeah I think that's really important and and uh, I'm in a kind of similar position in that um, having sold my face-to-face training company which was very full-on always at clients always in the training room or having associates deliver on my behalf or having large contracts which we then had to fulfill uh, we had one contract where we were international and we had to find trainers in eight or nine languages so I had associates all over the place coordinating all of that um, so it was very full-on and it was really hard very very difficult to, to step out of that or, or to take time off because you were always waiting where's the next training gonna come from where's the next job and all the rest of it um, and now with tomorrow's VA because I have my online courses and they're pre-recorded yes it's very intensive when I'm creating a course but once it's created um, I'm then marketing it now the marketing actually is pretty full-on um, because all my social media activity I class as a marketing activity so showing up answering questions letting people know what I have to offer is pretty much a full-time job but you can step back from it and um, if I needed to, or if I wanted to take a week off, it would be much easier for me to do that than with a face-to-face training business. Because 
um, I was out for lunch. Uh, we, we went out the first time we went out for lunch after lockdown. Uh, I was sitting at the restaurant and my phone pinged and somebody had bought my Teams course. I've got to tell you, that was really exciting. Mm. Um, there's nothing more exciting than, than it because I wasn't physically working at that moment, but the yeah. business was still working for me. Uh, and that's hugely exciting. Could do with a few more of those, that would be rather nice. But you know, it's the point the point making here is that that was amazing and, and I can I can now step back if I need to. Um, yeah. and, and that's for me the great thing about having an online business. And the other side of that is if anybody books a session with me, because I have these products where people can actually book time with me, I'm in charge of my diary. Um, I don't know about you, but it took me a long, long time to realize and internalize that the person I was talking to couldn't see my diary. Yes. Do you know that yes. feeling when somebody says, can we get together tomorrow? And you, because you want to please them and help them, you yeah. say, yes, yeah. of course, but really it's terribly inconvenient. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, it took me a lot of self-talk to say, Shelly, they can't see your diary. You can say that you're busy, even if you're not, because you need to do something else. Um, yeah. It took me a long, long time to learn that one. So, yeah. And um, also, it, um, if you have to defer an appointment for two or three days, the right client will appreciate that, you know, you're not available at the drop of a hat and will come back to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So with all of that pre-chat chat done, I think it's time to bring in the interview with Rachel. It's a fascinating interview this week. Actually, they all are, but this week is, we're talking about this week's one. And it really is fascinating hearing Rachel's story and about why she became a VA and how she runs her business. And we have a wonderful chat about success. So hang on in there and have a listen. Welcome to episode 20 of Virtually Amazing, the podcast, and this week's guest is the lovely Rachel Hands. So welcome to the podcast, Rachel. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's going to be great fun. We're going to have a chat with Rachel about all things VA. So um, perhaps if you want to kick off, Rachel, just tell our listeners a little bit about you, what sort of VA you are, what you offer and that sort of thing. Okay, so um, I started my business in 2013 and I do, I support a variety of different people um, from solopreneurs, um, I've got multinationals and global businesses that I support as well and the tasks I undertake are very varied, so some will be documentation and a little bit of HR support general PA support, um, customers that uh, need workbooks, presentations, uh, a lot of social media I've been doing lately as well. It's, it's extremely varied and yeah, quality, quality control procedures and yes, it's, it's very vast. Yeah. <laughs> that does sound amazing. How do you keep, get your head around all of that? How do you switch between clients do you have a I mean I'm because I don't do this sort of thing I tend to focus on one thing and, and that's it so when you're working and you've got three or four different things is it how do you get your head around that the switch between the different kind of genres if you like um 
well, I sort of, I, I plan it in the day before what, what I'm going to achieve. Um, but I will, so say I've got three customers that I might need to do a website update for. I try and group all that work together so that I'm, I'm in the WordPress zone yeah. um, or I'm in the content creation or, yeah, you know, that, that, that makes sense. Otherwise yeah. I could think it could be quite difficult to go from website to content to website to document to yeah 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 so so you batch things together yeah that's great that's that's a good strategy so <laughs> so how did you become a VA Rachel what made you make the decision and, and where did you come from okay so when I had a proper job <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was um, customer service manager um, and a lot of my experience was in automation, manufacturing and logistics. And I was on maternity leave with Connor. And I was always intending to go back to managing my big team. And then we were looking at nurseries and the, the lady that was showing us around, she said, if he walks, we'll write and tell you. And I suddenly thought, oh no, I, I don't want somebody to write in a book that my son took his first steps. I, I, I wanted to be there for that. Mm. Um, and I approached my previous employer for flexible working. Um, I say flexible, it was, I was just going, I wanted to go down to four days as opposed to five. Um, and, and they couldn't support that. So then I, I started researching what I could do online. Um, I'd already been sort of helping out my now husband um with some of his work and doing things and then yeah I came across uh VAs and the principal of them and I was like actually that's a that's a really good thing that I could do from home um so yeah I did some uh I signed up for some training signed up for some training and um yeah I launched in the November 2013 was lucky enough to um, get two clients within that, that first month um, and they're still with me to this day which is great and yeah so it's, it's just gone from there really. Oh that's that's amazing that's amazing I think that's something that happens a lot isn't it Joe? maternity is, is a big driver. Yeah it is but as we keep hearing it's not the only driver I'll tell you what really interests me Rachel is um, the fact that you're doing VA work for a global organisation, yeah. which sounds very large, and that's, um, it, you know, it, rather than a solopreneur that works internationally. Mm. Um, how did you actually get that piece of work or, or that client? What marketing did you do to get that type of client? Um, I didn't do any marketing. And the VAs around the world go, yay. Um, it was um, a contact of a contact oh. who I, I think with how we communicate as VAs. So, for example, um, I the people I work with, I, I'll have an email address on their domain, for example. So they get to see the type of work that I'm doing and then that person will have a conversation with whoever is employing my services at that time um, and maybe discuss some of the struggles and they go oh you need a Rachel and they go what is that what she does what and you don't you don't employ her the whole time um, and, and that's how it came about brilliant so yeah it was it was it's supporting one um, 
person within that organization um, with PA staff presentations um, his, over the last couple of months because um, with, with COVID um, it's been sort of setting up groups to keep communication flowing and, and that type of thing so that's brilliant absolutely brilliant and do you work alone or are you part of a team do you do associate work or have associates I've never done any associate work myself um, I have a couple of associates that I use um, but I think I mean I enjoy working with them that don't get me wrong but I think sometimes there's there's a pressure and and I felt that earlier on in my business that you you need to grow and you've got to get a team of associates and everything else whereas for five years I, I, I did it myself and I was I was happy with that status quo and, and being where I was um, but sometimes I did feel that there was a pressure to move to that next level not necessarily from myself but you know people that you might be in contact with um, or in groups or in, in forums um, so you, I mean uh, some people know some people don't my my youngest Ella she has Down syndrome Mm -hmm. and so for the she's uh, five or probably when this airs will be nearly six um when she when she came along I, I needed the stability of being able to work and everything else and, and the flexibility that it gave me so I was happy yeah. with the turnover that I was getting and I didn't I didn't want the added pressure of trying to find work for associates um you know, so I had associates as backup if I needed them, but I wasn't regularly pushing work to them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, well, but then then that's the beauty, isn't it, of working with people that you know and that you trust. Yeah. That they can pick up this, they can pick up, well, not the slack, because if they're slack, they don't need to do it, but they can pick up the overload if, if a piece of work comes in that either you don't have the skill set for or the time for you yeah. can outsource that piece of work and, and then you just use them as you need them a bit like as a VA, your client might use you as they need you. So yeah, uh, yeah I think that's great. And I think you're right about the idea of, of pressure to grow. Um, I think in any business there is that pressure and I think there's lots of VAs out there who are just happy to kind of do their hours, yeah. um, get their work done. <laughs> and stop and there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with that not everybody wants to work 24 7 exactly and, and and I think success looks different for other people yeah um you know I, I, three four years ago my, my sister set up as a VA and she was <clears throat> she was good at it and she was earning masses of turnover and there was me with you know my 1500 pound a month um and to me that was fine that's mm that's what I wanted I, I didn't want 10 20 customers I I did it because to me success was being able to retain my independence to a degree use my brain and to have the flexibility to take Ella to therapy sessions have the physio around whatever it was that we needed um, and that to me I, I feel like a success because I was able to do that mm. Yeah. yeah and that's I, I um I can totally recognize that I started my business well six six and a half seven years ago and my business had started to grow and my son had some health issues and 
it then became very difficult to kind of suddenly be tied to doing a piece of work for a client and the, the moment the school rang to say we need you now mm. and then you you kind of have that internal struggle about the issue for your son or your daughter versus the client and um I took a step back for a couple of years and you know I, I covered my expenses plus a little bit more but nothing mm-hmm. nothing much in a way and that gave me the space and the window to be there every day yeah. unconditionally um and and that is important and and for me that doesn't feel like a failure to have taken that step back in my business no because you know I'm now in a position where my son's come through this really difficult time um, and he's back on track. I mean, despite the fact that we're going through this tumultuous period, he's now thriving. So it was absolutely the right step. And it still feels like a success, despite the fact that I put the brakes on. And, And, you know, as you say, everybody's why is very different. And I totally applaud you for for being in a way in this climate of growth and you must do you must do to say actually this is what my great success looks like and you know that's to be applauded and I think that's an important message for the wider VA community that it it doesn't have to be lots of associates lots of clients lots of money to be successful yeah yeah Yeah. I mean my my opinion might have changed slightly now that she's started school yeah um you know, but I still, I, I still need to work between you know half nine and and half past two. But that's really all that I'd like to do. But that's um, an evolution. It, it yeah. still means it's a success for you because it fits what your lifestyle needs. So yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. The word success. Um, it's one of those. I think it's uh, somebody. Somebody said to me the other day, "Got to eliminate the weasel words from your vocabulary, like should and could and <laughs> yeah. ought to and yeah. need to and all of those things, because those are other people's expectations. They're not yours." And and I think success is very much could be classed as a weasel word as well, because it depends who you are, what success looks like. Mm-hmm. So for some people, success will be lots and lots of money. Uh, which means lots of clients and lots of pressure and associates and all that goes with it. And for Mm. others, it would be recognition. And for others, it's the freedom and flexibility to to do what they want. So I think when when one's setting oneself up and thinking about why, it's it's almost, it's a good idea to define what success looks like for you. Um, I think I blogged about it once. Yeah. for me, it's uh, for me, it's it's yes. I'd like to earn a bit more money, but I'm at the end of my career. Um, I'm kind of semi, supposedly semi-retired, although I'm working harder than I have for a very long time. Yes, <laughs> so, we've retired, retired abroad, so to speak, but not really. Um, but for me, I think it's validation and recognition and acknowledgement of the skills that I've got and all the rest of it, and how I can help others with those. Mm. Um, so it's it's I think it's really interesting and and um, when my kids were little I didn't work I didn't work for 11 years when from when I had Elizabeth um, from when she was about three months old I had to go back to work at the beginning it's a long story I had to go back to work or I'd have lost we'd have lost out financially big time so I went back I also thought if I don't go back 
I won't know if I want to work or don't want to work. I'll resent being at home. Um, and I went back to work and realized I can't do this full time. It's just not possible. And this is um, the 80s. So virtual mm. assistant kind of didn't exist then. Mm. Um, well, not in any way that I could do it anyway. Um, so I didn't work then until my youngest was six and went to school. So it was 11 years at home. So I think, you know, and looking back, it was absolutely the right thing to do. So, yeah, that's great. So I want to talk to you, Rachel, about stuff I've seen you doing lately. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm very impressed. I need to Google my name or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I spend a fair amount of my time on social media, as most VAs will know, because I pop up all over the place. And um, I've been watching what you've been posting on LinkedIn. I think it's you. <laughs> orange. If it's orange, yeah, maybe. It's orange. And, and you talk a lot about branding and what that says about you and your values. And it's not just the colors and all the rest of it. So I'd love to know where that comes from and what's made you start talking about that now. Okay, so it, it sort of goes back to a point that we were saying earlier about being okay with the status quo. Um, my, my daughter, she started reception in this, uh, this year, September just gone. Um, and I got to the point where I, I sort of felt like I was at, at a crossroads. It's like, do I want to continue doing what I'm doing, which I, which I loved, or do I want to do I want to redef not necessarily redefine what I do, but do I I want to work a little bit more with associates? Do I want to upskill myself? Um, and as much as I say to other people, don't compare yourself to others, um, that is a little bit easier said than done. Um, and I, when I was reviewing sort of like my socials, um, my website images, I just, I didn't feel that they were, they were the quality that necessarily reflected me and the work that I delivered. So, um, in Feb, yeah, it was my birthday in February. I don't know why I questioned when my birthday was then. Um, <laughs> comes every year. Um, my hubby was like, oh, what, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, I'd, I'd really like a decent headshot because the, the one I'd got on LinkedIn, I'd still got long brown hair um, and it was probably about 10 years old. Mm -hmm. So I, I, said, I, I really, I need, to, I wanted to update that. And I found a photographer um, that was a local, local to me um and some of the packages that she did were a bit about um sort of creating your personal brand and she was very good at working with um women that that didn't have that much self-confidence mm -hmm. which generally I, I don't this this whole thing for me is really uncomfortable by the way you're um, doing really well you're doing really well and so I, I met up with her and I had a, like a, a personal branding photo session, which is, you know, when I then bought things like this and spent <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a fortune on Amazon. Um, so we did that. And then and I was like, oh, actually, I'm quite interested in, in the whole branding. It's not, you know, after the conversation with her and the research I've done, I'm like, it's not just your logo or the color of your logo it expands to so much more than that mm. um, in the way that you you conduct yourself um, how you how you speak 
both verbally and through your written content. Um, so yeah, and then I recently, I've done three. I've, yesterday was the last blog in my series on branding. So, but you know, for some of the larger companies that I, I work with as well, it, it, it's about how the people that work in your organization also contribute to that. Yeah. And they need to be aware of what your values are, what you stand for, how you want work delivered. Um, so, so sort of looking into that whole aspect, it's also helped me now define the type of um, customers that I want to work with more, as well as the type of associates that I want, want on my team. Um, you know, I've put together quite a bit of stuff in the background about how I would like them to conduct themselves if they're talking with one of my clients, which generally nine times out of 10, all VAs are great. Um, you know, but it just, it just helped to, to standardize that and, you know, standard operating procedures. Yeah. Yes. Very, very good idea. Really good idea. It does. Um, you know, if, if you work with global brands or big brands, they will invest a fortune in their branding um, and it will take months to get to the end result. And the colors and the logo and stuff almost is the last thing that comes, I think, yeah. you know, because it has to represent all that other stuff um, that, that's gone before. So, uh, yeah, no, you and also um, you've become quite a wizard infographics, I've noticed as well. <laughs> got that great wheel of what a VA does which really caught my eye really stood out and uh yeah I'm very impressed lately <laughs> thank you so much thank you <laughs> and listeners I should tell you also Rachel has taken one or two of my courses so I do follow what you do anybody that's one of my learners but I do kind of notice when you pop up with stuff because it's kind of I get a nice feeling when somebody that I've talked something to has done something really good so that's really really nice to see whether you use what I taught you or not to create it, it doesn't matter it's the fact that you invest in yourself and that you are learning and evolving which is for me very exciting yeah so um, Joe do you have any other questions for Rachel no, I, I, I'm really impressed. I'm um, in a similar position in that I'm revisiting some of my branding at the moment. So everything that Rachel says is, is you know, something I totally recognise. One of the things that I did recently was an exercise with somebody, um, which was that there were two questions. One, if you were a car, if your brand was a car, what car would it be and why? <laughs> and the other one was, if you were a celebrity, oh, sorry, if your brand was a celebrity, who would they be and why? And the, depending on your answers, it, it's easy to say, for example, my car's a Jaguar. But why is it a Jaguar? Because the attributes that you, you associate with the Jaguar would be the attributes that you um, address to your brand or, or the celebrity um, and I thought that was very, very interesting. It's a bit conceptual for me. So I had to think very, very long and hard about that. Um, and I found that quite tough, you yeah. know. Um, but it was a huge learning curve because, as you say, I thought brand was, you know, your typical Nike swoosh in various colours or, or whatever. But you, you soon find out there's a lot more to it. It's quite a science as well to choosing your um, colour palette and 
and, and getting it to be something that's attractive for your prospective clients as well. That's true. That's true. I, uh, I was interviewed, was it last week? I don't know. The days all merge at the moment, don't they? Uh, I think it was last week. I was uh, in, interviewed by Sammy Blindell, who is the brand builder. And uh, that's her. She has a, you have a fame name. So my fame name is the MS Office Maestro. Um, that's, that's, I, I came up with that actually before I'd been with her, but uh, I'm trying to incorporate that more into my images and things that I put out. So people know tomorrow's VA is not just about VAs, it's actually about Microsoft Office. So it, it kind of, and I'm a maestro, I know what I'm talking about. I conduct Office very well. <laughs> that's kind of the idea behind it but it was really interesting talking to Sammy and hearing her I heard her before I went on her podcast um, I heard her speak at an event and she talked about branding and it's all of those things um, that you say Rachel and it's really important and a big company I used to work for they had a glossy brochure about their brand um, that every staff member was given um, and it had all how they should set their letters out, what, what should go where, and what the heading should look like, and all the rest of it. But it also told them how they should speak to people and, um, and all of those things as well. So, um, so you're spot on. Spot oh, good. On. Yeah. Can I, can I ask you, who, did your, who was your photographer? Um, a lady called uh, Blanca Gow. Okay. So she, her website is Portraits by Blanca. Portraits by Blanca, because we could perhaps link to her, um, you know, if she's good, because there's going to be loads of VAs out there who are shy about getting their photo taken. Uh, we interviewed John Cassidy um, recently. He's the headshot guy. He's somebody that I've known for a long time. Um, and he's, he's also very good at that. So, but it's always good. Some people might not be comfortable with a man photographing them. They might prefer to have a female photographer. So it's always handy to have a recommendation as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so thank you ever so much for coming on the podcast. It's been really interesting. I love finding out where people came from and how they got into what they're, what they're doing and why they made that decision. And, uh, and it's useful to be reminded about taking a step back and wondering what success really means for you and it doesn't have to be what the celebrities think it is yeah. I think you often find that's just made me think you know you often find these celebrities that think success is the big houses and all the servants and the cars and everything but then when they've got that they're never happy yeah. so it really does take some thinking through yeah. so thank you Rachel for coming on the podcast thank you very much for having me that was such a lovely interview with Rachel, wasn't it, Joe? It was fascinating to hear her story and also to, to hear how she's dealt with having to look after her children um, and all of the attending issues that she had with yeah. that. Yeah. And she had quite a high-powered job before she had her children, didn't she? Yeah, and, and it, it's lovely to hear from somebody who has been in a, a very senior position um, who's been able to t take a step back and still be very successful but on their own terms exactly and I think that's a really interesting point for me that was the most interesting yeah. 
point of the whole interview was we all define success differently. And for some people, success might be just getting out of bed in the morning and getting to the end of the day and having done something. And uh, for other people, success will be having to make a million dollars. And and I think that in in the current day and age, we, we judge people a lot by our own definition of success and forget that it might not be their definition of success. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, it is important that as an individual business owner, you have your own set of KPIs where you measure what matters to you and you stick to measuring those and don't measure your personal success measurements or KPIs against you know somebody down the road whose KPIs might be very different and they might be on a very different journey yeah. to you yeah and their circumstances will be different they won't have the same challenges that you have or the same opportunities that you have and and I think that's a really good lesson for us all to remember um, is to sit down and think about what does success look like for me um, for me, success is, is, uh, is, uh, is helping VAs get more done in less time. That's, that's what I talk about a lot. Uh, and, and teaching people using Microsoft Office, that, that's what I want to do. And I've, my tagline on one of my other backgrounds is uh, helping VAs worldwide become superheroes to their clients. And I want to help 10,000 VAs do that, which means I want to sell 10,000 courses. Um, that's my major success, but I count every sale as a success and every person that can do something better as a result of something that they've bought from me. Um, I get huge pleasure from, from knowing that they've learned something that they can apply over and over again. So that's another measure of success. And for me also, I can take time off if I want to, I choose not to but it's my choice. And that's also for me, a measure of success. How about you? What, what do you measure? For me, it's, I'm, I'm very fluid in terms of what I measure. Um, the, the last couple of years have been difficult with my son's illness. So for me, I felt really, really successful um, having the time and the flex to be available for him when he needed me with all of the stuff that was going on there. Um, equally, there's something so satisfying and, and you just want to whoop about when you've got an automation that you've tested and tested and tested and it just works. Or um, th there's little things in the business that I measure um, as massive successes. Um, I should be better perhaps at those formal KPIs, but you know, I like the, the, the checkbox mentality of the configuration. And when you're digging around in those settings and you're getting it all, and then you press the go button and you test and it runs and everything runs. For me, that is just joyous. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I think we need to get good at measuring those small successes yeah. because they add up to big successes at the end. One yeah. of the um, groups I'm in, one of the communities I'm in, on a Friday, um, we have a success post and the leader of the group, Sharon, 
puts in what's been great, brilliant, excellent about your week and people list all the good things. And I think one of the things that we often lose sight of as businesses and as just in our general life as well, is that we don't recognize the good things um, and we don't recognize how far we've come and where we started from. And it, yeah. it's really valuable to measure that journey and see what we can celebrate, what we're grateful for, what's yeah. gone well this week. Because it's really easy to remember the horrible stuff. Um, if, you, if one looks over, one looks back over one's life, uh, anybody, and I'm sure everybody has had a difficult period at some point in their life, whatever it might be, um, you look back at that um, and the bit that stands out for you is the dark stuff. We're yeah. very good at remembering the dark stuff because the emotions that the dark stuff conjures up are so um, all-pervading and they grab us by everything they've got. Whereas yeah. the good stuff, we, we kind of shrug it off, don't we? We don't, we don't anchor it. We don't yeah. connect it to anything. And I think that's a really important thing to learn. And I think what we heard from Rachel was being able to celebrate that success and, yeah. and know that she felt successful doing not very much uh, in her business, but doing a huge amount in her family life. So yeah. I, th I, think, I think we can all learn a tremendous amount from that yeah. all the and, time. And I, I agree. And different people will have different measures. And, you know, for those people perhaps who don't have children, their measurement might be, number of clients or n amount of money in the bank or the the, the sales figures but it, you you're absolutely right it, it's about what you're going to look back on and, and measure and also just one thing about the the all-pervading kind of dark sort of feelings when we we think that things are not going very well it it is very easy if you've had a bad day or if you have had a knock in your business or your personal life, because they're, they're not total islands to, to kind of, I suppose, not wallow, because that's not quite what happens, but allow it to control you. And it's very easy to do that. Um, I don't have any answers as to how you get through that, but it, it is important to recognize it's okay to have a down day and still be successful. Yeah, because absolutely. tomorrow's a new day, you start again, you, you know, it, it happens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, during this COVID crisis, we've seen a lot of it, where at the beginning, certainly, because it was so unknown and such a panic, uh, and nobody knew what was going to happen. And for a lot of people, their work fell off a cliff overnight. Yeah. Um, you know, clients disappeared because nobody knew what was going to happen and how this new way of being was going to emerge. And we've all had those dark days. A couple of weeks ago, I had a terrible day when I realized my son and daughter-in-law are expecting a baby in about three weeks' time at the beginning of August. And we're not going to be able to get to the UK for that because of quarantine, because of everything that's going on. And it it uh, probably knocked me about for for about 48 hours um it, it knocked me back and there was a few other things that were going on it wasn't just that and mm. i think 
what helped me was, and I said it to a couple of people, I said, look, I'm feeling really awful right now and this is mm. why, but this too shall pass. I know it will pass and that either tomorrow or the next day, full service will be resumed. And, and, and that's, yeah, that's, that's how it is. Everything is a thought process and this too shall pass is a good thought to have. Absolutely. Totally agree. Totally agree. So on that note, let me wish our listeners every success in whatever you're doing, in whatever way that success looks to you. So whether that's more clients, time to travel, maybe it's um, more time to spend with your family, maybe it's to choose to work all night and have the day off, whatever it might be, let's wish you every success with that. And as ever, if you want to get in touch with us, I'm Shelley at tomorrowsva.com. Joe is joe at jlbsolutions.co.uk. At Virtually Amazing is the Facebook page. And you can get hold of us via Tomorrow's VA Facebook. There's a contact form there. And the podcast episodes are all there. And one other thing I'd love you to do for us, hop over to whichever podcast host you are listening to us on and give us a rating if you're listening on apple itunes whatever it's called now itunes or apple podcasts do hang over there and give us a rating because it does help other people to choose to listen to us and we really want this podcast to go viral so do give us a helping hand and share it with all the other people that can benefit from it and that's it from us until next week You've been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We look forward to seeing you or hearing you or you hearing us in the next episode, which is coming very soon.